right, and we're back. This is uh, this is Poems and Whiskey. I'm your host, Michael, and I have Nadra Varner, got the name right, and Samantha Burge. Hello, welcome. <laughs> Hi, this is Nadra. Hi, this is Samantha. We have an IG handle called Poetry underscore Vignette, um, and that is uh, we we collaborate there with um, Samantha's art and my poetry. And Samantha, you can Samantha has an artist page as well. Yeah, it's my full name, Samantha Jane Burge. So all my art stuff on there. I'm working on a website, doing all that kind of stuff. Just well, Samantha and I have known each other since since we were kids, actually, and um, we reconnected. Well, we've always been connected on social media, but this, this yeah. past this past year, we decided to um, get together and discuss a potential collaboration with her um, painting and digital art and my writing. And so one night we sat down and like discussed it, and Samantha took the wheel and like helped me uh, create an uh, an Instagram account for art- us to collaborate on, which became Poetry Vignette. And we've been doing it since August, I think. Was it August, Samantha? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was August. Yeah. We're at a point, you know, we're both, you know, about to turn 40 and at points in our lives of really trying to take hold of this, like, hey, we're creatives and we want to do something with it. And I think once you reach a point of finally just be ready to do it and just tr- trust your creative flow then and not second guess yourself yeah. then that's really what the magic happens when you don't over edit when you don't worry about perfection as much you know it's just like that's what kills creativity is perfection so I know that firsthand because I'm a hardcore perfectionist and it's just like um, me too, and just, me just too. same same me too so um, why poetry poetry is like for me it's it's an organic experience it's just it's just what i think my my like little teenager brain chose to like chose as a hobby um samantha you remember do you remember miss martin from junior high um yes (laughs) so Snake feathers and or snake something and eel feathers. What was that she used to say? So yeah, what did I, she used to say? Snake, snake I something and eel feathers. I can't remember. Oh, I, I can't remember. She, but, so weird. Yeah, but she was great. And so, like, um, I think the first time I realized that I really liked writing poetry was in her class. We had this like, it was like would be like poetry week, you know, and we'd get assignments and maybe it was a month, something like that. I can't remember. This was junior high. We're both nearly forty, but um, I do, I do remember that um, during that time I turned in one of my assignments, and she wrote a letter to my mother and mailed it to my house, and basically told my mother that um, she thought that I had a gift. And that it was something special and that and that basically that my parents should be paying attention to it and so it made me feel really good about myself and like you know teachers don't realize how impactful things like that can be on a child's self-esteem or 
making them feel like something's worth pursuing. I mean, and I never like started like trying to do it professionally or anything, but the thing of it was that I never stopped doing it, even if it was privately or in quiet, in quiet in my journals or writing things to other people or to my dumb boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. Um, I never stopped doing it and, and loving it. And so it really, it was just a hobby that like blossomed and grew from there from that point in my life. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Like, I'm like, but I mean, I'm, a, you know, not to sound like an arrogant asshole, but I'm multi-talented, so I've kind of pursued... <laughs> Mini, yeah, you know, well, it's hard to talk about it. You know what your journey is when it's like I've done all sorts of stuff. I was, I'm, I mean, I was a musician. Sure Man, I'm still a musician, but I'm, um, but um, that's what I was pursuing most of the time, and all the things that came with it of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and jail, and uh, many things. And so the art. <laughs> kind of took a back burner. I mean, I always sketched, uh, but uh, the ba- art just took the back burner. I always did it, you know, on the side, but I never, it takes so much time, but I was, I went through the dark night of my soul, basically, for the first 20 years of my adulthood, and I did not like being alone with myself and art. You got to be alone with yourself. You know, the, what is it? Margaret Atwood said the, uh, the biggest enemy to creativity is interruption. Um, and, uh, I just, yeah. you know, and now, and now, you know, after the pandemic and just kind of like seeing, you know, digging myself out of the darkness, um, I started really enjoying spending time with myself again and um and then the best way to shut up the goblins is to draw drawing is meditating for me you know i don't think about anything while i'm painting like nothing it's just letting the strokes do what they do so um that's really it kind of saved my life so um and i really appreciate the quiet from it and the ability to make things and feel things and not really have to deal with all the other shit like music does you know like here you either you know like i i realize i'm like i'm coddling my introvert right now so uh it's i can i can can agree with that coddling the introvert and also like it's like coddling the introvert and like i don't know like extinguishing fires or like hydrating the demons like i don't know because because yeah it's it can be extremely cathartic and therapeutic at times to write just as or as samantha would do paint and yeah it's like i get something could be just like absolutely like like a hurricane in my mind and then you know i could sit down and write for an hour and a half two hours and i'll feel deeply at peace when i'm finished um and even if it's you know just like for just an afternoon or if it's momentary but yeah it it brings me a sense of joy and a sense of like peace and it's a place to put things that you don't have any that you don't know where to put them you know like people we all have to compartmentalize so much in our life me specifically like i'm a single mom i work full time i you know like have to navigate the roads that has taken that have led me to being a single mom and uh so i'm constantly compartmentalizing every aspect of my life to try to maintain you know like 
like a routine and responsibility and you know all of the things that requires being you know a good mother and so I think for me writing is like a good place to like you know take some of the like my inner world that doesn't really get to be on the outside and, and put it somewhere so yeah just to piggyback yeah. on that very much so I mean I think it's important for any creatives that could be listening especially in a world now like I mean we're 80s babies we're the last of the ones that I mean I almost feel like I'm re- getting back in touch with my inner child from just being like because I'm not going this is all I did when I was a kid all I would do if we weren't at school I was if I wasn't in school or at the theater like fucking I was home drawing you know it was just like you know, kind of nice and yeah and just just put the screens down i fell victim to that whole romanticized term ernest hemingway thing you know right drunk edit sober mentality like a lot of creative people do and it's so not true no it is not so not yeah i mean in my in my experience i don't i don't think that yeah i think that like a clear head feeling rested and almost yeah all of my writing is inspired when I'm feeling when I'm physically feeling good um yeah and but I also I'm sure you guys have experienced this like there are times like especially when I'm going through periods of my life when I'm under experiencing like anxiety or intense stress that'll be like like you're like 3 or 4 a.m. where you're just like laying there like you wishing you weren't asleep and I always like in my head like write things like in my head and I think Michael we discussed this like but if you go back and look look at it or especially if you write it down like whoa what was I thinking that was that was a hard pass no so it's like but it always in your brain sounds like 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 oh this is good this is good shit like I uh, yeah. yeah yeah when I do that stuff though when I used to write like I'd be trying to write songs and stuff like that and I would I'd be like oh my god I just solved the meaning of life yeah and then, and then I wake up the next day and I'm like I can't even read my my own fucking handwriting it's completely ineligible like yeah. and i'm like well there we go okay very very like, awesome i'm like it's funny in a frenzy like, yeah <laughs> like you're 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 dead sober yeah. doing it but it's like you're not because your brain's like not awake even though you feel awake and it's like my my asleep brain just wrote the dumbest poem ever and i thought that yeah. i my my yeah, I, I, I have just solved all of my financial problems forever nope didn't yeah <laughs> You know, it's like a calm 3 a.m. promises, you know, you're never exactly. Oh, I love that. Now, like, 3 a.m. promises. Oh, yeah. That, that's amazing. I'm, I'm holding on to that phrase from ground. Yeah. Oh, me too. What do you guys find inspiring? I'm, I'm typically inspired by, by my experiences. You know, my experiences inspire my writing. But also, I mean, the experiences of others, like, I think we kind of discussed this. I mean things that we experience like that we have like as a whole like in humanity like politics religion things like that are inspiring but so it's like it's pulled from different different parts of life i'm 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 inspired by things like well i guess i use things like nature to and to help i guess like contact like create um to create context and to create some sort of like vibe for my writing 
but um, a lot of times I'm inspired by my experiences. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I've had recently, um, and it's been nice, you know, getting some some positive feedback. But I've had more than one person, even in the last week, um, privately message me and, and say like how and like thank me for sharing for sharing my poetry and explain that it's been like you know cathartic for them or something that they could really relate to or something that has helped them through a very specific time in their life so I you know I think that it's important to write things from you know maybe your perspective or a certain perspective and be brave about it because you realize that that you're not alone and so many people maybe needed to read that or hear that or look at that etc and um so yeah i mean i just try to i just try to be organic and, and honest with um with the i guess with what inspires my art my creativity um man just i think just the human the ex- the human experience is what inspires me just people you know i'm like you know for some you know some artist you know like my mother for example she's an artist but she only paints florals florals are her thing and they're beautiful you know and i love flowers and i've done a couple of floors but man portraiture has really always been what i've been drawn to um because it's something about unpacking the puzzle that is the human condition and I've met so many different kinds of people and you know the word toxic gets thrown around a lot nowadays and my thing is and like at some point everybody's been the villain in somebody's story you know so um it's kind of, I like trying to get under those those layers and look at a person and see what I can find. What can I bring out? You know, because deep down we're all narcissists, you know, and and you know the selfies and all that kind of stuff and well, people want to be seen, you know, they want to be seen. The painting somebody the way that I see them and having them look at it and capturing a, a somebody's essence is the inspiration for me. Because every soul on this earth is beautiful. I think, I think Samantha, like, as opposed to like everybody being narcissists, I think that like what you're saying, especially in the day and age of um, social media, I think that everybody, like you said, Uh wants to be, wants to be seen or wants, you know, does, does look for like positive feedback. Like, so I think now we have a tendency to, 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 because like maybe we're trying to feed an insecurity or because we're feeling some kind of way, we try to filter ourselves through the lens of other people people and it's like and it's like yeah and it's like yeah you you do it you know everybody does it it's you know and it's whether it's healthy or unhealthy or whatever I mean it's just sort of become a part of like what we do because because we're constantly sharing information with other people and don't get me wrong I love it like I love people's selfies and I want to see pictures of their food and I want to see pictures of their dogs and their kids and everything like that but you can but it can reach a place where you start placing your self-worth in those experiences when the reality is your experience is like is your your little your actual body experience I think I think inspiration is something that I think inspiration is, is, is a visceral is a visceral experience, and it, I yeah, it's like it's just it's like something that happens viscerally. It's a visceral and individualistic experience. 
So then, what <laughs> song, is right? a poem? <laughs> what is it? Not not the dictionary definition. What what is a poem? Poetry, I think, communicates on the same, on the same, if not the same frequency, at least in the same like tone of of fairy tales and dreams. It's it's uh, it's it's a metaphorical language. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that we that we feel before we um, yeah. think about. Yeah, mm. I think poetry also like language in itself, words are the most incredible thing humans ever came up with. So I think poetry in a way is really utilizing language in the way that it ought to be, you know, like well, I mean, a, really a, respecting a what words you on that point, have the capability like, <laughs> of doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> but no, it's just Come like just being able to really shine a light on it, you know, shine and use it better. And yeah, to use them, <laughs> but yeah, just to use words and what they were meant to be used for, you know. Like poetry is is an art form, and it is like I, I feel like no different than than it, like if you truly like give it a chance, like staring at a beautiful painting or you know the Mona Lisa, whatever, and it can take something mm-hmm. that's you know mm-hmm. catastrophically monstrous and pull the beauty out of it, or take something that's like you know. I guess like superficially beautiful or beautiful and and you know in like an outward yeah. way and like yeah. find the horror in it whatever it's just like it's so ma- it's a ma- malleable art form to where it takes feelings just visceral feelings and turns them into yeah. people places and things and and mm-hmm. create something that somebody can can relate to it at, yeah. at more of a tangible level like there's more like not only is your are you like picturing something in your mind but you're but you're reading it and the next thing you know like you might be tasting it you might be right. smelling it like it really takes you somewhere it can it can capture you and gonna, take you to a place and take you to an experience if it's only for badly, a few short seconds but that poetry is the only um, yeah. writing form that asks you to change I'm, I will look up who actually said that. I would actually. I will look up who actually sure, said that. Sure. Yeah, I see. Uh-huh. I can see that. The notes. But yeah, that poetry is the yeah. only one that asks you to change in experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poetry it has that power for that. Yeah, yeah that's good because like because it does. It has that power because even with like writing songs, you know, song lyrics are poems. They're just you know set to music just not yeah. very complex poems. well sometimes you know on depending lyrics, on yeah. you know, i wouldn't say that in front of leonard cohen like but yeah but uh but you know when you read or you hear that lo- that line that just <laughs> yeah. makes you go yeah uh-huh <laughs> when you hear something that just hits it just hits you in a different way to think of those comparisons to be able to think look yeah. at life and put it into words like a painting that is the gift yeah yeah so I think I was uh, ta- I was talking about yeah. um, memories and like um, I-, I was referencing social media and a poem yeah, and I yeah, referred yeah. to them as time discos. And I had a friend mm-hmm. of mine point that out. She was like, "I yeah. love that." And I was yeah, like, dude. "Yeah, you don't even realize that you're saying things that people yeah. are going to be like, hey, I like yeah. that.' You know, yeah, yeah, um, we just, yeah, 
Make the mundane mm-hmm. extraordinary. Or maybe revealing yeah, the yeah. extraordinary exactly. inside the mundane. Mm-hmm. Because the mundane is already extraordinary. And yes. Exactly. Finding finding something extraordinary mm-hmm. in things that would outwardly appear to be mundane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we, sure. we've yeah. solved it. That's what, that's yeah, what a poem that's is. Awesome. That's what it is. <laughs> we've solved it here today. Right? I hope, I hope you, you wrote all of that down, everyone. I hope you were. Li- yeah. Yeah, I hope you had your listening hat on. Did everybody have on your listening hat? Or you're sitting crisscross applesauce like good student. Well done. Well done. Exactly. Exactly. Are you guys yeah. Reading anyone that you want to talk about or uh, reading yeah. anything that you would like to share with us? Because you know, you know, it's all about sharing what you have done or what you're experiencing. Yeah. I'm trying to say, I mean, what I'm reading right now has nothing to do with art or poetry. I'm reading a book Ooh, about biocentrism. About what is that? I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck that is. <laughs> so I'm ready to learn. Uh, it's like it's a new quantum. It's a new discovery in like quantum theory about how like life and consciousness are the keys to understanding the universe of like our consciousness. <laughs> being that connection of like yeah it's it's really deep into quantum theory stuff so that's yeah (laughs) it's called biocentrism it's by uh robert lanza by now folks you know it'll be in the notes yeah it just came out it's by robert lanza Samantha and I are very different in, in how we entertain ourselves. I'm like, I'm reading like a dime store romance novel right now, and it's making me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Nadra told me uh, while, while we were chatting that they had the uh, that she had the perfect story that she wanted to see for the podcast, and uh, that's your intro. Go for it, Nadra. Yes, I humiliated myself. It was not good. It was, she's blind. We, she's yeah, blind we because she's too close to it because it's too personal. But <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give it to you. Humiliation so, inspires people. <laughs> I went like that. So horrible. Can I, can I give you the whole story, like the whole one from yeah. the beginning? So <laughs> I have two children, and I was at the park with them. And I had my glasses like tucked between like my like uh, sweatshirt. And my little one um, had a meltdown, no, and she's always my first focus. Yeah. And during that time, my glasses fell off. Like they fell off. They had to have, because I went back and tried to find them, and they were gone. And I know that's where they fell off because I remember like putting putting them in my sweatshirt. <laughs> anyway, so here comes Wednesday, and my kids um, go to their other mother's house. And I really, like, I'm not that great with that, like, situation. I'm, like, bored, like, whatever. And I was, like, you know what? I'm going to go to a poetry reading. Like, everybody keeps encouraging me to do these poetry readings, so I'm going to do it. So I went to a poetry reading and um, humiliated myself. Top down, top to bottom. It was not good. Um... So, like, while I was getting ready to, like, go out, I, like, I think I had, like, a couple glasses of wine. Like, I'm going to take an Uber. No big deal. Like, these are things that people do to go out. And um, when I got there, immediately, like, I took a video and I sent it to my friends. And they're like, hey, that's the guy from Polyphonic Spree. And I was like, I don't know what that means. But apparently that's, like, a really, like, 
cool Dallas artist oh, that I I mean it was cool like need to worry need to worry about but yeah. yeah holy shit and so um I was like well crap and and then they're like well sign up sign up to uh read tonight and like definitely film it so like immediate just like me being like oh wait this was chill until it was <laughs> yeah so I went over and I signed up and I was like, hey, I want to sign up, but like, I want to do it like right now right. and not later. And the guy was like, well, you could do it at 1030 because that's our first thought. And I was like, um, cool. I don't know that I'm going to be able to right. do that. Anyway, so um, long story short, the next thing I know, they're just like being like, can you come up on stage like right now? Like, are you good? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm good. Why wouldn't I be good, Michael? <laughs> and then... Everything fell to pieces. I have a hard no, time. No, but he's not I good. I have a hard time believing oh, it's no, that Oh, no, but you know bad. what's going to amazing out of it? We're going to go back. <laughs> the next time it goes. Yes! I'm going to dress up as Nadra. And I'm going to read for Nadra, dressed that's, up as her. That's our Which is, this is also funny because like Nadra's five foot three and blonde, and I am five foot eleven and brunette. <laughs> and completely, but you know what? I'm gonna go on with some glasses that d- I don't need. The poetry. And and I love it. But she wrote a poem. But she wrote a poem about that experience. I'm going to start off reading that poem <laughs> and then I'm going to reread the poems for her because I do get it. I know people that I know a lot of people and there's so many writers that the performance part is not yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're writers. Yeah. You know, at most writers I meet, they're like, dude, give me a cabin <laughs> in Bangor, Maine. Fuck yeah. In the middle of winter where I can be locked in a cabin for six months and nobody talks to me. I mean, that's me. the dream. Thank you. That's the dream, right? That is every writer I know. Dude, fucking solid. You know, and it's like, so, you know, so not, a writer is not necessarily meant to perform their words. Well, the long short of it is, Michael, that I fell apart. Oh. I literally fell apart where I was like, I went on stage and I was like, well, I don't have my glasses. Oh. Well, let him judge for himself because well, you're going to send well, the we're video. we're friends. He knows. <laughs> so I like got up there and I was like, I don't have my glasses. Why? Because I lost them in the park. You and I were literally texting about this. Yeah. And so some amazing woman came up and like put glasses on my face. Oh, bless. I'm not joking bless, about this. Bless her. Oh, that's adorable. That happens. Oh, God, my God. So you put beautiful. glasses on my face and I was like, thank you. No, I can actually read But what you don't get, what you can't see about, okay, I feel like she needs to send you this video right now for you to watch it so I can discuss it with you. What she doesn't understand is that even in that moment, you can see how scared she is and the anxiety, but her words are so good that even through that craziness of her being scared and shaking you can still hear the potency of what she is trying to read and when you watch it 
because I would rather watch a poet read her true words in those complete vulnerability stances. I went up there and I read poetry and at the end of it, look at me. I literally fell apart and started crying. Oh my God. Like started crying. Why? Like what was happening? I'm going to actually send you, you the video. You better send me the video. I need the video. But what what happened? Anxiety what, attack. Was, what? I, I think I had like a massive anxiety attack slash I was reading like, it was, I just was emotional. Have you ever, have Do you I? ever read in front of anybody before or, or any type of audience before? Yes. So um, about like, um, I'm trying to think like 10 years ago, like prior to my like current wife, um, I used to actually like do a little bit of like reading. Like I, some of my friends um, had this group called Bad Beatnik, Bad Beatnik Poetry. <laughs> Love oh, them. Oh, that's gorgeous. So good. I'd be down for that in a heartbeat. Isn't it great? I'd be down for that in a heartbeat. Isn't it? Yeah. So great. Snapping. So fucking bad beatnik poetry. And so they were so lovely. And and in Dallas, like I'm not sure if you know much about Dallas, but like there was this like amazing guy called Bill that owned Bill's Records mm-hmm. in Dallas. And so um, he passed away. God bless him. But he would let my little friends from high school host this like poetry reading at at Bill's. And so that's like my one and only time to ever read. And, like these guys were like the most encouraging, lovely, wonderful humans in my life. So like the first time that I ever read a poem, it was like pretty equivalent to the miserable experience that I've like been explaining to you, but it was like way less humans. But there was like a really badass like slam poet yeah. group there, yeah. right? So it was like major read, and then after me, it was like this like intense group of like badass slam poets. <laughs> and I was like, well, I hate myself, and that was terrible. But it wasn't because like my friend Ryan and like the guy that hosted it like. They were so encouraging and like completely like got me to go. Like I read my poems so many times there, but that was like 14 years ago, 14 years ago. I can relate. That's perspective, right? right? Yeah. And so the other night, like when I went out for this, like, like even you have been like, do you ever go to Poetry Nights? Do you ever read? And I'm like, I don't know. No. <laughs> so like all of my friends have been like doing this to me. Like, do you ever do it? So I did it. And it was a fucking monstrous fail. She also how fucking long? did it and decided to dive into it. Since you'd read in front of an audience like that. And even, and even a huge years. audience, including online. That's, that is a huge undertaking. Yeah. You are... You are taking yourself well, out of the knee. You're, you're going to love brave. 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 I like, seriously, like, I'm not going to lie. When it was done, because I started sobbing on stage, like sobbing. And I literally, like, got off of stage, went outside, called an Uber, and left. Like, poets were, like, coming outside and, like, finding me. And they are like, hey, I've bombed. I've yeah. bombed. Oh, and I'm like, no. I don't need to hear these stories. But, like, I get it. It, it was, like, lovely and amazing and, like, super, like, supportive. You know, like, I've bombed, it's fine, because I bombed 
Michael. It was bad. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm bombed. It was bad. And I will send you the videos. Just, just, just because I want you to like get like, I want you to be like, oh God, I know her. She's too close to it. When you're seeing too close to it and it's you. Okay, but, but so, somebody being no, outside of you. But somebody being outside of you, but you don't realize how much bombing. You, you've already bombed. Inspires other That's people. It. You've already bombed. Yeah. The worst thing happened. And bombing inspires people. And you like, survive. And so the next time, yeah. the next time, you might not bomb. You know, it's already happened. It's already done with. You've already experienced it. And you've already lived. Well, but it. it's like a good story. Um, go out, be brave, try it anyway. Yeah. Humiliate the fuck out of yourself, <laughs> and then um, wake up the next day and be like, "That was and terrible." It, well, and the interesting thing is, is that, but also like, I no, I I actually woke up and I was like. I kind of love myself right now for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't mad at myself Good. for it. Like, I hate myself for multitude of reasons. Like, I'm a poet. We all do. But now she's just hired me to read her poetry. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I'm a but terrible... But yeah, it was just like, like... No, it's actually perfectly okay because you know what? Poets... Not everybody is meant to be a performer. That That's true. Their words are written... <laughs> You know, like writers, there's a reason why actors exist. <laughs> you know, like, because writers um, do not, of, they're not that. There's a couple of audiobooks, because I'll, I'll dabble in an audiobook if I'm not like listening to other podcasts or whatnot. And yeah. there's a couple of audiobooks that are read by the author, yeah. and a, a few poetry yeah. books that are read by the author, and it's not a good idea. Um, oh. Yeah, not good. Because the way, but that's and that's, that's okay. It is okay. It's 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 this weird disconnect okay. between like the way you read it and the way you process. Because writers don't write to perform it, and it's 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 a thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> writers don't write to perform it. They like, write like, because they have to. Have, have you ever performed your poetry? I have. I have. I have. Uh, many many years ago, and you you may or may not be be surprised, but that was my first girlfriend. <laughs> The first time I ever read my poetry at a queer coffee shop was yeah. my first girlfriend. Uh, wow. She asked me out after I read a poem, and um, I said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do believe that about you. But um, but hey, I get yeah. poetry, so <laughs> yeah, like nobody would ever ask me out after trying to read my poetry. I don't know why she did. I don't know why. Oh my god, somebody like. <laughs> Somebody get her an ambulance. No, because that person Far couldn't drink. accept. Was like, Far is this a movie? Get her an ambulance. <laughs> but there's something about poetry and the way you write it. Why Shakespeare is still hands down. Well, it's it's, it's considered true. the most prolific because it's, it's about emotion, truth, isn't it? That that's like so prose. That that that's a really good. Well, here's well, the, here's the poetry throws out. Let, let me give you something about this yeah, whole story. It. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a good story. So <laughs> before I went on, this like slam poet went on and like read the most hilarious poem about Michael Phelps smoking pot. <laughs> it was an entire long like. Like, he talked to me afterwards. Like, he's the one that came to check on me after I was like, I'm dying. I'm dead. And he was like, you know what? You're not dead. You did great. And I was like, Michael Phelps? (laughs) And he checked on me. So hilarious. But it was, like, incredible. Like, you know what I did learn in that experience was that, like, the poetry community is, like, so badass. Yeah. Because, like, I went outside and I was, like, I called an Uber and I was, like, I'm done. Yeah. 
I'm done with life. <laughs> bury me. I am now. done with everything. Like, yeah, just bury me. Like, I am, I am done. I'm so embarrassed. And um, he came out first. His name was Henry. He was like the most incredible fucking poet. Like, he wrote the most hilarious long slam poem about Michael Phelps smoking pot. <laughs> it was, I can't even describe the hilarity of this poem. Like, I was laughing so hard. I was like, this guy is like so genius. <laughs> and then, like, another woman, like, um, an older, like, lesbian woman, like, she is just like fucking like, got up there with her like raspy voice and like poured her heart out super stealthy style you know what i mean like she's done this a time or two and i um want to die that i was on the stage with these people but these are the two people that came out and found me and it was lovely because i was like i'm i'm like i was like dying truly like i did not feel good i was like this was not this is embarrassing. I can't believe I did it. And these two poets specifically like came out and found me and were like, that was so good. Not because it was good, because it wasn't. It was terrible. <laughs> they were like so kind to me, both of them. And they were like, one, Henry was like, um, dude, I want I want to tell you a story about how bad I bombed last week. Oh. And he, he told me the whole story. He was like, it was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to that's me. That's fucking beautiful. Man. And I'm like that's sitting there beautiful. actually crying. Like, I'm actually crying, Michael. Like, I was sobbing. Oh. And then this like older, like lesbian woman, like she came out and she was just like, hey, I saw you. <laughs> that was terrible. Me too. <laughs> Like, she, like, didn't, like, pretend like it was good. But she was just, like, because it's super kind to me. Like, and, like. And it was good. I'm, like. Does that make it sense? Does. Like, it completely she was does. Just, like, yeah, it, me too. Fucking I've gorgeous. totally fucking been there. But it is. But you're a writer. That's Like, I'm gorgeous. finally getting. I know I was pushing you to do it before. But it, it was about connecting with other writers. But yeah. I get it. Yep. And that's the beautiful part about being a writer. You're giving the voice to people, and then you. But once you see somebody, it's this tangible, like pomegranate in your mouth of just somebody saying, "This is what I felt." That's amazing. That That's why I want her beauty. to do it instead of me, <laughs> dude. I love poetry. Yeah, like I wasn't prepared to like read public. We and whatever you're probably gonna put this on I your am. podcast. I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's important for it other is. poets. To it hear is. It. It's. Because most poets I know are just like you. They don't want to mm-hmm. be in public. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was embarrassed and I didn't want to do it, and I did it, and I was like very grateful for it because I fell apart. But um, it was fine because after I fell apart, like. All of my fellow humans just came outside and they were like, that was amazing. Like, Good. truly, like, they were like, that was amazing. I, You better send me that like, video. Like, they were, like, and super, like, um, entertained by my grief. <laughs> Isn't there something, though, about the poet? Like, the poet, when you're looking at, like, is there something in the poet's heart where knowing that you're writing your heart out, but also knowing that nobody's probably going to see it? That kind of adds to that mystique oh, of it. Wolf. You um, know, like. Well, I. Uh, well, okay. Personally speaking, I have decided to take the stance of fuck it. 
Um, <laughs> uh, whether whether I get noticed, whether I get published, whether I ever get accolades or whatever, I have to go with what I enjoy and what I think is good. Yeah. Whether whether or not that's judged good by from an outside perspective yeah because if i constantly think about what it is from the outside i'm i'm going to be overly critical and never post a single thing ever in my life i will never write anything i think that she's probably saying that well i'm saying that because think about it that there's there's a reason why poetry is the only form of writing that is completely correlated or parallel with art Mm. because it's like you put it on a page and it is a Jackson Pollock of words but those words make sense to you as the poet and whether or not the reader is going to get it is not up to you but that's not what you're asking for you're just asking to get some type of response well and you know what that's a good point I I was thinking on this recently, actually, about uh, what poetry is, um, like a a, a good example. So I I was thinking poetry is uh, to, especially recently with the free verse, uh, poetry is to, to, to literature, what uh, free verse poetry is to literature, what um, the impressionism movement uh, was yeah. to painting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all beautiful, but uh, in an entirely yeah. different and um, often overlooked, I would say, <laughs> type of art form. Under- yeah. Misunderstood a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're like, Whenever you mm-hmm. write, mm-hmm. Michael, like, do you think about pentameter? I well, like, I, 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 do not I I mainly write free verse. I mainly write write free verse. I don't focus I write on. All free um, but your stuff does have a rhythm. Well, yeah, that's well, that's I, I, I write yeah, yeah, in yeah, rhythm. Yeah, 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 that's totally uh-huh. that's totally free verse. Um, and and that's yeah. perfectly legitimate. Like the, the old the old forms, um, the classical forms, like. <laughs> we can get into the specifics of of, of poetry and the um, people. I know. I agree with you. People think that it is something that is stodgy, or um, yes, it's something that they that they can't understand. It's something too obscure, exactly. or it's 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 too too opaque, and it is language that I can't understand. And but. But in reality, yeah. it's 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 not that. Yes, there are classical forms that that are important to read and important to have a foundation and an understanding of. But that is not something that you yeah. have to adhere to. Being aware of it will strengthen what you have. But it's not something that you have to follow per se. You can use you, can you use just pentameter. are you can you use just articulated you can use what I was trying to tell you. Thank you. You 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 can use all of those. You just forms. articulated. They, are, they already knew that. Yeah, he. You just articulated exactly what I was trying to say. You know, I'm just like this. Sorry. But you're starting this podcast also in a time where I think poetry is getting a resurgence. Oh, it really is. So that and not mm, like people really. It's reading different. poetry. It's totally different now. Yeah. And I think it has in part 
uh, something to do with the pandemic and all of our isolation. So I've been watching a lot of what comes up on um in my poetry sphere limited yeah. though it may be like on instagram on yeah. on twitter and i've yeah. I, i've been watching what's been coming up and we have a lot of classical poets and we have a lot of uh, a lot of new poetry which all of it is beautiful and all of it is great yeah. I, i've rarely come across something that I went <laughs> trash but um <laughs> but because honestly don't you even still love a stupid poem <laughs> don't you i can see you laughing yes, you do yes, yes there are some you love the most stupid just like okay that's there, great. there are some that like <laughs> i love the the irreverence that poetry also brings yeah. and and that's part of the lens into truth yeah. as well that we, we we touched on briefly on the idea of truth uh in poetry yeah. and uh whether that mm. truth is absurdist or um painful poetry talks about it um yes that's the thing with poetry it says things in words like i in a guttural way oh okay so if we're talking about a guttural way and a new way of envisioning and hearing and feeling poetry uh, i i have to ask have you read or looked into any of the beat poets uh i mean i'll tell you this or he's on the (laughs) phone When, when it comes to poetry, though, like, okay, our senior high school, I auditioned for Juilliard. And I was doing, and I had this whole, I had this whole monologue plan. You are fucking fame. And I had this whole, (laughs) (laughs) but I had this whole monologue planned from this, from a very, very prominent play. But last minute, I changed my monologue and I ended up doing a poem. Mm-hmm. And it's called Echo. It's by Christina Rossetti. Oh, and yeah. it was done in like 1830. And it's like, come to me in the silence of the night. Come to me in that sweet silence of my dream. Come to me with light. It was so bright, shining. that It's like I had to change it. Because the thing about poetry and that rhythm, that rhythm, it comes from emotion. Well, partly. Christina Rossetti. And the silence of the Like, oh, so. But I'm just saying, like, if that was written modern, if that was written like HBO special, some fucking girl. Okay. Christina Rossetti was an HBO special. It would be Taxi Cab Confessions. If Christina Rossetti was an HBO special, it would be part of the Taxi Cab confessions oh. fucking he would be my oh would be my, my god the goblin market the goblin market is yeah. um but you know twisted. what she wrote her goblin market her words just for that one poem I love made it so just Look it made her goblin fucking fire snatch sound like my complete shakespeare if we're finishing <laughs> this podcast, we have to finish it. Fire Snatch. Fuck Santa. Christina Rossetti and Fire Snatch in the same fucking sentence. I told you I didn't need to do this podcast. I told you I would do this. <laughs> I told you I would. I can't help it. The whole point The whole okay. point is connection and truth. The whole point is the distillation of... 
whole point of what we are. Of what we are. No, the whole point is poetry. Yeah. The concept of truth and the truth within myself is a huge part of of what I write. Um, it's it's yeah. it, it can't be unlinked. Um, yeah. No. Because poetry in itself is non-binary. And true. Like, I you read I, it, and I, you're reading it in I your own truth. Told you that, like, um, one of the like the first, like, when I started my like poetry um, account, like yours um, popped up oh, on yeah. mine, and one of the first poems that I ever loved was one of yours. Like, I like fell apart. Like, it was so good. Are you? You're an amazing. Oh poet. my god, I. Mm. You know that because I like was like, oh my god, I faint, and you're like, I'll bring you some smelling salt. <laughs> That's how we became friends. <laughs> you became friends because you acknowledge y'all are both really good at verbalizing the truth, your insecurities, and the truth. That that's not, I mean, not even that. Like, no, but it's not verbalizing. No, they're they're they're. Which also, do you need me to repeat it to you over and over again? Or right. you I can cannot. shrug it off no, just but like he is to But like this is our first time. <laughs> no, it's like different. I so like <laughs> poets get the worst rap. People think artists only get recognized when they're dead. Uh, what is one of your favorite lines yeah. that you're proud of? Fuck. You're pushy. What is one of your you favorite pushy. lines? You are very pushy. I know, dude. I am like straight up just tell me. I would love for you just to interview me and you not to be interviewed. I'm I'm apologizing. I already told her. She wanted me to be involved with that. I told her already this is not a good idea. Oh, but all right, all give right. me one of your best all right. So there's this one that I wrote that is uh, it's kind of it's kind of a sonnet. Um, just read it. Oh, you fucking want me just to mean, read it? God damn. Just me. Just read it. Uh, Let me feel it. Shit. All right. Just find it. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm the problem, and I, I'm just I'm read it. My fault. You being mean to you, and I don't appreciate it. Up. That you I'm need me to read me up. the whole poem, and then the whole read poem. me the poem. You're literally putting him through what I went through on fucking Wednesday night. I know, but he has a podcast, so you know what? He needs to expect this shit. <laughs> Totally different situation. <laughs> oh, Am I right, dude? Fuck. You're not Am wrong. I right? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. You made me snort laugh. Shut the fuck up. All right, hold on. I know that means you love me. I'm so so fucking. It means you love me. And just read me something you're proud of, dude. Uh, and I know you have them. The because why I'm, else would you start a poetry podcast? Uh, okay, He's you like so the real talk? Real talk? Real talk? I started a poetry podcast because I was fucking lonely as shit. And I no, needed, we talked about this. Yeah, you told I talked, me that. I talked to Nadra about this a little bit. I was lonely as shit. Hey, Michael. But yeah, so I started. You're doing this because yes, you were lonely. But you're also making a connecting space for other lonely people. Because you know what? Poets are lonely. <laughs> Poets <laughs> are fucking lonely people. She's crazy. Let's do this. No, I'm not. You are doing Dallas shit right now. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Fucking, where are you? I'm not doing Dallas. You're laughing. Hey, oh, read amazing. me the line. Oh, read me. Actually, it's not the line. It's not about the situation. It's not about the line. Read me 
a line, a line, Samantha, that you're fucking like, Samantha. you know, Samantha, you were good. Uh, um, Samantha, look at me. Read me a line. I can read you. I can read you the poem that was Michael. on my mind today. Like, are you okay? I'm Let okay. him do it. No, I do not consent to what she's doing to you. Let him are you read okay? It. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, I have my hand in her So, um, my friend's bullying you into reading your own poetry during your own interview. Are you okay with that? I am okay. Good. Well, here you go. She's going to bully you. I have one line. Okay. So I just want one line. It's, a, it's very short. It's a short poem. It happened to come to mind today because of a poetry yeah. thread that I participate in on Twitter. But I didn't post it yeah. because um, I'm chicken shit. So, hey, the poem. But you know what? You didn't post it. Oh, you didn't post it. Didn't but you know what? Then you met me, and now I'm pressuring you. No, him and I. Yeah. <laughs> they and I talk to each other yeah. about this stuff. But no, hey, read me. Please. I will read. Please will, read it to okay. me. You know what I'm doing? I'm really just begging to hear your words. Okay. 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 So please, here we go. Please read to me I, now. Okay. So this is the very short poem that I considered posting and did Don't just birds trust shut shut that I'm up. smart enough. <laughs> no, you're yeah, seriously shut up. Tell her to shut up. I can't talk read if you're gonna so continue much. to talk. Shut up. Shut up, Sam. Alright, so uh, I will. Alright, hold on. So, birds no longer throw themselves into windows of the house. How to describe since you've been gone? I no longer host tiny funerals. Fucking beautiful. The end. Wait, you posted that today with a bunch of birds. I I posted that a long time ago. Um, I did not post it on the thread that I... I posted this originally May 22nd, 2022. So, all right. So I read, I read, uh, the poem that was on my mind that I didn't post. All right. So, like, let's, let's do this. Like, let's do like the actual. Can I, so should I make her no, read? Yes. No, make her shut up and us actually do this like actual interview. Sorry. So give me a Give, give so some attack. Give some attack. Yeah. And by the way, I loved your poem. Thank loved you. It. And you should be Thank very you. proud Thank of you. what you wrote. Thank you. She's going to I'll talk, I'll I'll talk that into my back pocket talks. and uh, hopefully it'll help me out one day. What, what, what do you think inspiration is? Like, is it something inside of you? Is it something outside? Is it something that channels through? What... What in your experience is inspiration? I think for me, like inspiration is um, obviously other mm-hmm. poets. Like I read their poetry and I'm like, wow, that was like an incredible. <laughs> but um, a lot of my inspiration like uh, comes from my yeah. life. Like the things that I'm dealing with, the things I'm going through. Like my, the last year of my life has been tough. And um, I've written more in the last year than I think I've written in years. Like, I've written hundreds of poems this past year. And it's uh, because I'm actually just, like, 
choosing to experience my life as opposed to uh, compartmentalize it. If that makes any sense, like it, it, it does. It does. Yeah, same. Oh yeah, like it's all just like my life. Those are my inspirations in my life. So. E- Everything you write is 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 mostly come from yourself. Yeah? Do you do you feel like you mm-hmm. um do you feel like when writing do you are you reflecting mostly yourself or is there a persona that you occupy? Um yeah. Is it all is it all you or uh, zero zero persona. It's mm-hmm. like all myself when I write. Like it's all myself, but like I mean, I try to, like, write for others. Like, I think that, like, I try to write things that I think others would mm-hmm. want to read. Or I think that I hope would help somebody else or make them mm-hmm. feel good or whatever. Because, like, that's kind of the type of poetry mm-hmm. that I write. But everything that I write comes from myself. Like, it's very visceral. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no, like, funk. Like, oh, if I were this. No, it's, like, all so. How much of what you write is with the audience in mind versus, like, say, yourself in mind? I guess that would be, like, kind of a coin toss because, like, when I write things, like, I hope that very much I hope that somebody will read it and, like, enjoy it or find Mm -hmm. something in it. And so I definitely don't, I don't write, like, 100% for myself, I would say that I write 50% for myself and 50% in hopes that whatever I wrote will resonate mm-hmm. with somebody and that it will make them feel something. You write because you have to. Like like most poets, like most writers, you write because that's what you do. That's what you have. Mm-hmm. There's no other choice. Do you have a goal? Is there something that you want out of your writing? I mean, I think that my only real goal, like when I write, is to just put something out there for somebody to read that, like, somebody might mm-hmm. relate to. Because I'm a writer and I'm a reader, both. Like, I read a ton. Same. I'm constantly reading poetry. So I would love for somebody to read something that I wrote and like for the for it to like offer them comfort. But I guess like my main goal would be to like be published. Like that would be like such a a lovely thing to happen. It would be like my my dreams coming true. So not like a book, not like anything big, just like one poem. Just one. That's all I want. Consider Twitter. I see a lot of online magazines and um, other sources of submissions that are out there. Um, look at, look into Twitter. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds bonkers because it seems like Twitter is dying, but beyond Twitter, there's links beyond. There's a bunch of places that advertise for some reason only on Twitter because it's been such a staple throughout the years. But, um... Yeah, look look into it even if you're even if you're not 100% sure. Look into it. Look into it. Yeah, like for handles Mm -hmm. and hashtags of like it's like anxiety. And I get that. But I will definitely try it. 
Like, is that is that like where you choose to like try to advertise? Uh, for, well, okay. So, like, in a little bit of a backstory, I'm not super into making this idea of like a business concept. My idea was to to connect with other creatives, and uh, whatever happens, happens. No, oh, that's what you need to. That's exactly what you need to do. Samantha has so much to say about this. I do. It's just this beautiful batch of 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 randomness that I I really hope inspires joy. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope so too. I don't know what you're gonna do with the Same idea, either. but let me tell you. When I started bartending in Austin, Texas, I was 24 mm. years old. And working on the infamous 6th Street, which back then was literally like 15 bars. Now, Austin fucking right. is fucking, fucking crazy. Right. But right. at that time, in my 24 year of bartending, there was a public access channel in Austin that people would call in and just talk about their drunk stories. And you could watch it on the public access channel. And there were a couple of bars that I worked at that we would play it at 2 a.m. Of all these random people calling in with their drunk stories. Like, if there's something, maybe not with this particular chant, like podcast that you're doing, if you could do like a side one where you have people being drunk poets and Terrible. Don't do it. Oh, no. But you know how much people would listen to that? Actually, if they knew it was anonymous, is that not poetry? I, when people oh, see shit. All right, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. If this describes on, you as a poet, if this is something <laughs> that that's fire to your soul, Write me at poemsandwhiskeypod at gmail.com and write me if you want to hear something. I will read it as an extra episode on the pod. Do it. Dude, that's beautiful. I'm I'm willing and I would love it. I would love to hear from you. I'd be like, send me your message, your poem, and I'll read it. So like you're gonna do it. You're gonna be like, send me your hundred percent. Send me your poetry. Send me your poetry. And I will I will do it. Yeah. Isn't that the poet's sword to fall on if, if anybody's gonna read it? This is my fucking project. I I literally have nothing left to lose. I mean that there's only something to gain because there's only the way going forward. I can only gain by doing more. I can only gain by by reaching out and exposing that vulnerability. And and that's good. And when I when I say I don't give a shit, I mean in 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 the most reclamation type ways. This this is mine. The 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 what yeah, you're going I, to no, do I, I in this like what what we were fucking about, Mary Oliver. We were talking about inspiration and and where it comes from. Okay. The why My of inspiration. It. Yeah. Like what? So 
of course things things happen to us but what pushes it into poetry mary oliver is my source of inspiration mm. and also like this sounds really terrible no. but like and i'll say it out loud like i've dealt with so much death in my life like a ton like i've had so many people that i love die that like um it's been inspirational for me as far as like figuring out how to like deal with yeah. that and writing has been a really good source for that in in the course of your writing is it something that you set out intentionally to do or is it something that pushes you um both because um it's something that I always loved mm-hmm. to do. So I like felt pushed to do it. Even though like my family was like, no, that's like not how you make money. That's not like what you're gonna do with your life. Mm-hmm. Like now for me, like I do feel like a force and like a reason to yeah. write. Like I feel a reason to do it. And it's about, I care about like what I have to say or like, or like helping somebody else in a time of need, because I feel like that's sort of what my writing is about. Is that something that you do intentionally? Is that something that you look at to do? Are you talking to a specific audience? I think that like whenever I write, I am writing because I'm feeling Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that whoever reads it has some sort of healing from it. Because, like, I'm writing to heal myself. And then sometimes I write to just, I don't know, like, yeah, sometimes I'm writing just to bounce it off of other people. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's both, I guess. Yeah. I write for both. It's very useful and comforting to me to be able to reach out to people and um, find out how they think of their own writing and the process that they go through. Everything is visceral. Like, can I interrupt really quick? And can I do something? Samantha's going to interrupt you. Yes. Can I just read (laughs) Nadra's Poetry Night? At Barbara's Pavilion. Okay, Go yeah, she, she can Go do that. For it. it was Go the worst night of my life. But this is the poem you wrote about. I want to hear it. The poem she wrote about humiliation, and I'm just reading it. I have not read this beforehand. Something shifted in me last night, not because I did not humiliate myself. I did, but holy God, it felt significant. Is this what courageous eyes like? 24 ounces of wine, my stifles magnificent, in front of strangers? Cool, good choice, poet. Lockjaw, a channel of tears, a barrage of fears, my full-blown fucking panic attack on exhibit, like the view of some deep bee breast in her lower cut splendor, heavy breathing, hectic, heretic, maybe not heroic, but he called me authentic. So I will take it. I will pay it. I will certainly not betray it. I will pray to it. Fuck yes. That's what she wrote about that night. Damn, Nadra. You you know I love it. You know I love it. And well done, Sam. Well done, Samantha. (laughs) That is beautiful. Just read it. That's all I needed to do. 
But like she just like read that the exact same way that I felt it. I think the whole podcast is that poets don't know how to talk about themselves. I was like, the next time I go to a poetry slam, you're going to read my poetry. And clearly she's doing it. But Michael was the same way. How long did it take me just to read one line? If you can get the poets that you're talking to to actually read their poetry, that is your fucking life goal because none of y'all want to read your shit. None of you want to read your shit. Every poet I know, they're like, no, don't read it. Don't read it. I have nothing. It is is deeply difficult to... to, uh, When we write something that is so close to us and we put it out there, we are communicating, this hurts me. This affected me. Maybe this resonates with you. And that's that's literally my whole point in long form. <laughs> we talk about it in short form. My particular goal is to have a conversation that the poem or the poet has started by creating something. Well, you want to talk to poets. Can I ask you a question? But what is the real reason you want to do this? Who do you want to talk to? Poets. I know him. Poets. 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 Everything that you're doing right now is in the point home. They want to see the rawness. I have no fucking fans. You know? Like, well, okay, poetry, music, fucking art, anything. What are the documentary? What do they want to watch? They want to p- watch people talking to each other, talking about the process. Is, I actually have a point to bounce off that. So you're saying connection. Yeah. And yeah, is it fair? And tell me if I'm wrong. It's okay. If I will. If when we say connection, we're talking about the most vulnerable parts of ourselves and therefore the most painful, is that I have noticed a, a, there are several poets in the sphere that talk about that they only get views or it is only accepted when they are taking themselves apart as opposed to when they are saying something more positive. positive. Yes. Yeah. I so, mean, literally just talked about this. Can, yeah, I, can, I, can I please it? Hold on. Let me, let me do this first. Damn it. Let me do it Stop first. Let me talk, but I have let to. Let me do it first. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So poetry, best way to put it is like fucking, it's not even poetry, but Ernest Hemingway famously <laughs> said, write drunk, edit sober. Okay. Well, Nadra, and Samantha, who had a lot of opinions. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being my guest. Tell everybody where where they can find you. Both of you. Draw straws who goes first. Go. Um, they can find they can find um, our collaboration of poetry and art at uh, at poetry underscore vignettes mm-hmm. on Instagram. And uh, mine is just uh, uh, at Samantha Jane Perfect. Bird, and of course on Instagram, um, like so. a broker record down there in the notes, guys. <laughs> All right, thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> thank right. you. Good night. No See you next time. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>